Good morning. Today is Thursday, August 13th, 2020. Recently, I spoke about being grateful for what does not happen, for what does not go wrong. Now, that requires more attention than being grateful for what we have, what we see, because if something does not happen, how do we even know about it? And often, we don't. But something very bad did not happen a few days ago. It was easy to miss, but it is crucially important to appreciate. A few days ago, in Israel, over a couple of days, tens of thousands of Palestinians living in the West Bank were able to go to the beach. You understand the West Bank has no beach. Gaza, of course, does. West Bank does not. And it was due to an informal arrangement that allowed Palestinians to pass into Israel without a permit. Normally, of course, there is a security barrier. If a person wants to pass for work or for medical care, for other reasons, they have to have a permit. The permits can be very uh, uh, arduous uh, to receive. Um, but um, for a couple of days, a few days ago, tens of thousands of Palestinians passed into Israel to the beach, to some other tourist places. Again, it was not announced by the military or the security services, and the military and the security services did not comment on why they allowed it to happen, but they simply allowed Palestinians to pass through without stopping them, which is what they would normally do. Now, a number of uh, former security officials, and I'm sure a greater number of Israelis, thought that this was unwise, that it was a security risk that would-be attackers could exploit. But here's the thing. Nothing bad happened. No attacks as a result of these few days. And tens of thousands of Palestinians, families, children, went to the beach. A lot of them went to the beach in Netanya. Maybe you've been to the beach in Netanya. I've been to the beach in Netanya. It's a beautiful place. There were people in Netanya. Netanya, you may know, is more of a right-wing, politically, more of a right-wing uh, city. And there were people who expressed opposition to this happening. And also, in Netanya, there were people who welcomed it. Maurice Sedowitz is a retired dentist who lives in Netanya. I'm, I'm taking information from an article in the New York Times yesterday. Maurice Sedowitz is a retired dentist in Netanya. He said, these are people who would like to spend time at the beach. Palestinian families should be able to enjoy themselves here with 
or without a permit. Now, Azam al-Na'ana, 44 years old, he's a security guard from Nablus, he was visiting the Netanya beach. He said the last time that he visited a beach was 20 years ago. And he said, it's a very special experience to come to the beach, but it's even more special because I did so with my kids. And his four children were sitting in the sand and watching the waves crashing on the shore. Now, let's not be naive. There are still serious security issues. Just as one example, this gentleman, Mr. Al-Na'ana, said the reason he has not been to the beach in 20 years is because Israel has refused to allow him entry on security grounds. Now, he did not elaborate on what those security grounds are, so we don't know what the issues are, but generally, Israel takes those measures when a person is connected to a militant or terrorist organization or involved in violence or related to someone who has committed violent crime. So the concerns are real. But a sense of humanity is also real. Now, to our Palestinian cousins, I would say, look at what you can have. All we want is peace. All we want is to prevent harm. Come peacefully. Come play on the beach with your kids and you will be welcome. Okay, not by every single Israeli. But in general, I mean, even Israelis are not welcomed by every single Israeli. Okay, but come. Come in peace. Come and enjoy yourself. And we can do this. Now, it's not perfect on either side. So I'm not being naive. I recognize some Israelis are upset, with, some with legitimate reasons. Some Palestinians are certainly upset and unsatisfied with, from their point of view, legitimate reasons. But here's the thing. Nasreen Abu Alia is an interior designer from Nablus. She was sitting under an umbrella in Netanya, watching her daughter play in the sand. And she said as follows, quote, I feel like I'm seeing a dear old friend who I missed so much. She was visiting the beach for the second time in her life. Being here today is really a dream come true. That's her quote. But it's also a dream that can come true. Palestinians need to decide if they will make the sacrifices from their point of view to allow it to happen. Israelis must do the same. Now, the Torah requires us to defend ourselves, to protect ourselves. 
The Torah also requires us to have a sense of humanity. For every human being. And I want to share with you a role model for that sense of humanity. Last week, I spoke with you about the explosion in Beirut. Still, there is much that is unclear. What caused it? Who's responsible? Who's at fault? What is clear? is that the human suffering is immense and growing. There was a report yesterday that it's got to break your heart no matter who you are. Over a hundred children in Beirut can't receive life-saving chemotherapy cancer treatment because their hospitals were destroyed. And because the medicines that they need were stored in one of the warehouses that was destroyed. So, I want to share with you the words of Rabbi David Stav. Many of you know who that is. Many of you may know him. I have the privilege of knowing him. He's the head of the rabbinic organization in Israel, Tzohar. I think he's a wonderful, wonderful person. Here is what he said, his statement about the explosion in Beirut. He said, Many years ago, I was approached by a student who was working as an army medic in a facility that treated imprisoned terrorists. Okay, just let that sink in for a moment. The, the emotional issues that would be involved with such, a, with such a task. He asked me, Rabbi Stav says, his student asked me, how he should act when he needed to perform medical procedures on Shabbos. Setting aside Shabbos is a very serious issue. We're talking about terrorists. Rabbi Stav responded, and, and this is not any... In no way is this a daring halachic ruling. This is absolutely normative. Rabbi Staub said they should be treated in the exact same manner as a yeshiva student. Exactly the same way. He went on to say, it should be clear that there is a definite distinction between how we relate to an enemy in times of war versus how we are able to express compassion for innocent civilians who have fallen victim to a tragedy. Our tradition has taught us that when visiting hospitals, we should visit non-Jews as well as Jews as a way to project kindness and peace to others. This teaching does not stress that we should only visit righteous Gentiles. The former chief rabbi of Israel, Rabbi Unterman, a blessed memory, said that treating Gentiles and Jews with compassion should not be an issue of diplomacy or politics, but as a basic reflection of who we are as a people in the same world. So that's the lesson for today. Don't be naive, but also don't be cynical. 
And when you see a child laughing, playing at the beach, any child, be happy and be grateful. My friends, have a wonderful day. I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.